We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. A little bit over a week outside of the NFL draft, officially kicking off on Thursday. And guys, we need to talk about some free agents that the Colts have right now on their team that have yet to sign anywhere else. Colts have yet to bring back. And also, what we're going to do as well, guys, is a little bit of an addition here. We're going to also talk about some potential free agents, say the Colts elect to not bring back a certain player to position. We're going to talk about that position, some potential other outside free agents that the Colts could bring in. So without further ado, let's get into it. So Derek, first couple free agents that we could talk about for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll start here um, with the guy that we know is probably not coming back. That's Eric Fisher, right? You know, the Colts, it seems like from all accounts, from what we've heard, the ship has sailed on Eric Fisher coming back to Indianapolis at this point. Now, obviously, the Colts re-signed Matt Pryor. Seems like he's going to get the first look at left tackle. You know, if Eric Fisher most likely doesn't come back and the Colts elect to go that route uh, in competition with Matt Pryor, who are some of those guys potentially that you would be interested in the Colts kicking the tires on? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely seems like the Fisher days are over. And, you know, I mean, I would honestly think that that would go for pretty much all of the left tackles for the Colts at this point. Even the other ones on the roster with Sam Tevy and Julian Davenport, you know, Tevy ended up getting injured in a uh, training camp, you know, and was getting dominated in the preseason games. We just knew that he wasn't going to fit. And I mean, Julian Davenport might be the only serviceable one at this point, but I highly doubt that uh, Ballard would make much of a move to try to bring him back either because of how bad he looked in the season as well. So, I mean, obviously when you're looking at left tackles, again, left tackle market is definitely not very big. You know, there's a couple of right tackles that could be available that, you know, you could see them maybe seeing if they can move over. But when it comes to actual left tackles, the only one that you really could see is basically Dwayne Brown. But, you know, at this moment, I don't know if Dwayne Brown wants to actually do that because, you know, if Ballard's already stating that Pryor's going to get the first look, then, I mean, you know, Dwayne Brown may just say, nah, I ain't going to try to be in competition with this guy. I know I'm better than him. I, I'm older than him. I don't have time to waste. 
So, you know, you you try to find somebody in this tackle market, and that's very difficult. Makes me really think that the Colts are going to address that position specifically in the draft because you really just don't have a lot of options at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's guys like Nate Solder out there who's a left tackle. Um, you know, other guys as well, like Riley Reef. I know a lot of people had wanted Riley Reef last offseason. So could he potentially be an option? Just adding some more competition there with Matt Pryor. I think the Colts, whatever, however they go about it, whether they go, you know, free agency, whether they go in the draft, I think one thing that's for certain, they need to add competition with Matt Pryor. They can't just hand him that job, right? As good as he was last year, he, he has to go out and earn it just like everybody else. So um, I would not be opposed if they, you know, maybe, and maybe this is more of a, if no tackle in the first couple rounds falls to them or no tackles available, maybe they elect to go, you know, more of that route and just let them fight it out in training camp. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, like you talked about, the, the tackle market right now is not really great. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are well over 30, um, specifically at left tackle. I kind of look at all these names and really nobody stands out as an option, a legitimate option for this Colts team. So, um, but yeah, we can continue to go on here. You know, it's probably the least likely to get addressed uh, in free agency right now, unless obviously Dwayne Brown, probably the only name I would be really interested in at this, at this point. So, we can move on, though, to wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton is probably the biggest name right now for the Colts still out there. We don't know exactly where the Colts are and T.Y. Hilton are at this point. You know, T.Y. obviously has debated, you know, retiring. He debated it midseason last year, but he said he wants to come back for another year. Currently is an unrestricted free agent. So what are your thoughts, first off, on potentially bringing back T.Y. Hilton? When it comes to T.Y., I mean, I, I don't know at this point. You know, it seems really odd that, you know, we haven't heard much on the T.Y. Hilton train of anything, which is weird. Um, at this point in the last offseason, we kind of knew where things were headed. But, you know, it, it's been very silent on that train, which is weird. But uh, you know that the Colts are going to look to address it in the draft. You know they will. But we know what Ballard feels about T.Y. Hilton. Uh, says he's a smart guy, definitely plays well when he's out there. You know, it's just the ultimate question of does he stay healthy? And I mean, at this point, if he even wants to return to Indy, you know, I mean, maybe there is a team out there that's willing to give him a few million dollars to give him a chance. And maybe Ballard just doesn't want to do that, wants to go a different direction. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, we we definitely, I definitely like to keep some of our guys in house. Cause you know, we've already lost Pascal and we can't trust a couple of guys in the, on the team to stay healthy. So, you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta take a chance on it at some point. I mean, this is another position that I just don't know if we're going to even address it before the season gets here, uh, at least until draft time gets here. But, uh, I, I would be okay with bringing T Y Hilton back, but it'll be, it's very interesting that we haven't heard anything yet. Maybe the Colts are waiting until after the draft to see what their haul is at wide receiver. I could very much see that being an option. I personally am of the belief that I think you need a veteran in about every single room. So right now the, the, the most tenured guy is Paris Campbell, I think at this point, right? So, and heck, he's barely seen the field. So, you know what I mean? You need a veteran guy in there, I think, in some capacity, um, whether it is T.Y. Hilton, whether it is, you know, another guy that's on the market. And I would say, still, Derek, at this point, looking at the wide receiver market, there still are a couple guys that are of note. Like, there still are a few guys 
the most obvious one, the most obvious fit would be Julio Jones because of his connection with Matt Ryan. We know that it's well documented. They did a lot of really good things together in their time in Atlanta. But there's also other guys out there like Jarvis Landry still on the market, Will Fuller's on the market, Cole Beasley's on the market, Emmanuel Sanders, Keelan Cole. Uh, there's a lot of different guys right now that are still on the market. Oh, not to mention Odo Beckham as well, you know, and many other guys that are still on the market. So it seems like maybe a lot of teams right now, maybe the Colts are included in this, are waiting to see because it's a very deep class, right, in, in terms of wide receivers in the draft. It's a very deep class in that department. So maybe the Colts are waiting to look and see, okay, what are we going to get in the draft? And then do we feel like we need to add another vet in there? I personally think you do in some capacity. So there's a lot of guys still on the market for this wide receiver right now, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to some of these guys, I mean, you mentioned OBJ and uh, Landry and and Fuller and a bunch of other guys. I mean, there's, there's plenty of guys on the market that we could see uh, still remaining on the market for a while. And then, you know, Ballard coming in, just swiping a guy away for, you know, a, a dirt cheap deal. Uh, he's been doing a lot of those. I think that that's probably the route that will go. I, I definitely think you're right when uh, you talk about how this team might wait until after the draft to finally see what their haul is like in order to see what else they should potentially add. So I, I I'm interested to see what they do with that. If you had to choose one guy on this free agent market right now for wide receivers, you can include T Y Hilton in this as well. Which guy would be your like dream to bring in? Who would you be your number one target right now for the Colts? I mean, obviously, obviously Jarvis would be the big one. Uh, but I, I, I think with the price range, that's just not going to happen. But I mean, I would, I would love to see, I would love to see OBJ in Indianapolis. I mean, I know Colts fans have been saying that a lot over the last few years. Odell Beckham has a lot more left in him, even at 29 years old and coming off of an ACL problem. I still think that he's uh, a great player. I think that he revitalized his career uh, in Los Angeles this last half year. You know, I mean, he really showed that it was more of the scheme that was the problem than what it was like him, the actual player. Uh, I just think that him mixed with the Browns just wasn't a good thing. And then, you know, he comes in and he gets a quarterback like Matthew Stafford that knows how to get him the football and he thrives. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, maybe, uh, maybe having Matt Ryan throw the football to him uh, every once in a while would, uh, would help him out a little bit. Hey, Matt Ryan's still an accurate quarterback. Absolutely. And I do wonder if it, you know, it could help you potentially get some of these free agents to know who your quarterback is now. I mean, the Colts, it, it, it seems like from what I've heard, right? The Colts were in the market for some players, potentially at wide receiver, but they just didn't land them because they didn't know who their quarterback was at the time. Now, now that they know who their quarterback is, doesn't make more sense for them to potentially, you know, sign one of these guys, kind of wait for their, like you talked about, wait for their price range maybe to go down a little bit, right? Because the Colts have done this before where they're totally patient. They're not going to freak out. They're not going to overpay for guys. They're going to let it play out, right? And they're going to let it just wait. And especially with how crazy this market has been this year, I honestly think at first I was upset because obviously you want them to get weapons for Matt Ryan. But the more and more I've thought about it, the more and more I think it's actually a really good idea to sit there and wait because a lot of these players are wanting this type top money, you know, 15, 20 million a year. Let's be honest. 
not everybody's going to get paid that much, right? What they want versus what they're actually going to get are two very different things. So I think the culture wise and number one, giving themselves the option to go cheaper, you know, get some wide receivers in the draft in a very deep draft class. And then if you don't get some of your guys or you decide, Hey, you know, we have a better guy at offensive tackle or a better guy at tight end or even heck quarterback, right? They can do that and they can still go after the draft and they can still go address wide receiver because there still are a lot of intriguing options out there. I personally think it was a really good idea for Chris Ballard and company, even though there was a lot of pressure on them, right, to get some weapons. I, I think a lot of people took what he said, you know, at the end of the year about how much he likes this wide receiver room and thought, oh, he's not going to address it at all. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that was just something where he was talking up his guys like a good GM does, right? But I think we all know Matt Ryan needs legitimate weapons because that's something he did not have last year in Atlanta. And if you give a guy like Matt Ryan some legitimate weapons, he's already got a legitimate running back, uh, two legitimate running backs, excuse me, and also a number one wide receiver, in my opinion, and Mo Cox. I think you get him a few more weapons here, whether it be in the draft, maybe one in free agency, you're sitting pretty good and you don't have to overpay. You don't have to do what the Jaguars did, right, and go get you know a B-level wide receiver for A-plus wide receiver money. You don't have to do that. So what are your thoughts first off just on that whole idea, the whole philosophy of what you know Chris Ballard has done in terms of not panicking when it comes to wide receiver, but being very prudent and being very patient so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just how the market is. You know, there's and especially this year, we saw with uh Christian Kirk, you know, mm-hmm. getting paid that much by Jacksonville, even even some of the lower end players, I mean, they they've also been reaching to the sky for as much money as they can get. I mean, it's just how it is with the receiver market at the beginning of free agency. You know, everybody wants them, but at the end of the day, half the time, you know, you just have to be smart about the money that you are paying some of these guys. Maybe, maybe Ballard does say, you know, maybe one more time he'll spend money, big money on uh, one, one more free agent wide receiver and whether that be OBJ or it be uh, Jarvis or whoever, and you know, just say now's the chance that I have to finally put a, a good amount of players on here. You know, maybe that maybe he does that one time, but you know, I mean, it's it's hard to argue against the uh, patient philosophy that he's been showing. I mean, he's been getting some quality players regardless of it. Like I said, top top end wide receivers, they always go early. They always get the big big money. You know, and and right now the Colts just can't uh, get one of those. Right now they couldn't before we got Matt Ryan. So you know, hopefully now with that situation, hopefully that position still gets uh, addressed at some point. Yeah, and I guess the question for me is, if you were to go do what Jacksonville did and pay a Christian Kirk that much money, would you have not been able to go get a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who was very patient himself, right in the process? I mean, I watched kind of his interview with you know with Colts.com, and you know, just basically saying like, yeah, a couple of years ago when you know I signed with New England, it was very quick, right? But like for this one, I really sat back and took my time, and I think maybe the Colts, you know, they they, they want those type of guys, right? That aren't just in it for the money, but are in it because they want to win, right? Those are the kind of guys for their locker room that they want in the building. And maybe there are some guys there that are kind of taking that same approach at wide receiver right now. Maybe some guys who feel like they deserve that kind of money, but you know, as, as it goes along further and further and nobody's really going to give them anything close to that, 
they kind of decide, you know what, I care a little bit more about winning than about money. And and maybe those guys will be the Colts targets there at wide receiver. We shall see. It's very intriguing, though. The draft's going to, I think, change a lot, potentially. Um, you know, if they only draft one, I do think there is a realistic possibility that they still do go in free agency. Or if they signed a guy, they don't stay tomorrow. Um, I don't think that changes your approach at wide receiver. I don't think it should. I think you still need to get a young guy in the building with a pretty high pick there. All right. Uh, the last position we can kind of talk about here, Derek, um, is cornerback. Obviously, Xavier Rhodes still out there right now for the Colts. And I, I think it's a position, Derek, that I don't know what your thoughts on it right now. But, I mean, you just signed Stephon Gilmore, so I don't really know how much you really need to address this position. I mean, you have four legitimate corners now that you feel pretty good about with Gilmore, with Isaiah Rogers, with Kenny Moore, and obviously Brandon Faison as well. You brought back Marvell Tell. Um, you know, you have some other guys in that building who have had some experience in the league. Um, do you think potentially there is an opportunity for Xavier Rhodes to come back here to Indianapolis at all? Uh, I think the Stephon Gilmore uh, signing probably uh, did a number on that for us. Uh, I don't think Xavier Rhodes really wants to come back because he knows uh, that he's not going to be the starter uh, no matter no matter the situation for us, unless uh, all of our corners get uh, injured. So, you know, he wouldn't start and he'd be a role guy. And I, I don't know if he just necessarily wants to be in that position. Uh, so I, I doubt it. Maybe a guy like a TJ Carey might potentially re-sign with Indianapolis because, you know, you got that hybrid role in him that you could still use. But... Other than that, I don't see a situation where Xavier Rhodes potentially comes back. Okay, fair enough. Do you th- do you see a scenario potentially where the Colts either number one sign a guy in free agency, you know, just as a depth piece, or number two draft a corner, maybe you know, in those mid to late rounds or something like that? I, I most definitely think they will. Uh, there's just there's just too many talented corners. And that third, fourth round range where I think that the Colts truly genuinely believe that they can get somebody in those mid rounds to be able to bring in. Uh, I mean, we've seen Ballard do it a couple of times with safeties and corners, you know, bringing in some really good guys, you know, obviously brought in Isaiah Rogers uh, recently and, you know, Rogers' speed, you know, that just separates him from everyone else. That was what separated him from everyone. So I definitely think, you know, for corners in the free agent market, I just don't see it. But I definitely could see us drafting one. I I kind of am right there with you because you already have four corners. Really, what's that guy's role going to be, right? It's probably going to be special teams. You're probably going to be signing a guy that really, at the end of the day, how much of an impact is he going to make? Whereas you could make more of a case for if you draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round, he's more of a special teams guy already. Like he doesn't have any pressure to really perform at all. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think I totally agree with you there when it comes to the cornerback position. I feel pretty good about, you know, obviously the three starters, but also just your depth at corner right now, especially if you do draft a guy in the draft here in in this next week. So um, I think that'll do it, Derek, unless there's another position that I missed. I'm kind of looking right now. 
There's only 12 players technically still available from the Colts, uh, unrestricted free agent guys. And, you know, some of these guys like Rob Windsor retired, right? Right. Um, and other than that, you have guys like Andrew Sandejo, Isaac Rochelle, um, you know, which positions that you've all really addressed at this point. Yeah. Antoine Woods is another name potentially. Um, I know with Taylor Stallworth uh, yeah. leaving in free agency, is he potentially a guy that mm-hmm. the Colts should look to bring back? That could be that could be something. You're right. With Stallworth being gone, you know, Woods could potentially be one of those guys that you keep around. And I mean, Michael Badgley as well. I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, do you do you see an option where the Colts could potentially re-sign him again? You know, I I that's a good question. I've thought about this quite a bit here recently when kind of thinking about the kicker position. I would not be opposed just to add competition. I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll de- necessarily win it because I do think Ultimately, Hot Rod is the better kicker. But, I mean, competition breeds excellence, right? So why not bring him back? He's not going to cost anything. Um, I'd rather have more competition than less, I guess, is what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think you're right on every aspect there. Uh, It's just always good for more competition there. Absolutely. Um, But I also was wondering... Talking about defensive tackle, right? If you don't bring back Antoine Woods for some reason, there still are a couple guys of note here that I think could potentially be under the radar signings. Um, You know, there's guys like Sheldon Richardson, who I know he's a little bit older. Um, You know, there's guys like Danny Shelton, who's still out there, who's only 28 years old. Eddie Goldman's another name. I mean, these guys maybe will want more of a starting role, but there are some guys out there still at interior defensive line that I think could certainly – create some quality depth there behind Grover Stewart at that one technique. Are there any Mm -hmm. guys that you kind of look at here at the one tech at the defensive tackle position that you're like, yeah, I'd really like them. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of names that, you know, you, you see in these, I mean, see Jalen Holmes. I see, uh, Gerald McCoy, Sheldon Richardson, Malik Jackson, you know, you got, you got a lot of names here. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I love the name Demarcus Christmas. Uh, that apparently <laughs> is the name. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw out a but, name here. Uh, yeah, um, a couple years ago, uh, and, and this could actually be a good fit, potentially, Derek. Darius Phylon. Do you remember that name? From a yeah, couple off-seasons ago, I believe it was 2019 off-season, we wanted him to come to Indianapolis. And he actually played in Vegas last year. So you see that connection with Gus Bradley? I could potentially see that being an option as well. Yeah, and I mean, he was only getting paid a million dollars the previous year, so you get him for a cheap deal. Yeah. Uh, again, another position that I definitely think the Colts could address in basically the draft as well. I mean, do not be surprised if there's an interior defense alignment in the mid-rounds that the Colts say, that's a guy that's athletic, can go do something, that might be something they do. Yeah, I also would not be opposed. I know this isn't the position we're talking about because there's really nobody of note still for the Colts that are available, but I would not be shocked at all, man, if they go edge rush again, maybe in those later mid to later rounds. Because right now, I mean, you have questions about Taekwon Lewis's injury, right? You don't know where Dio really fits in. You let Kamoko Ture walk. You have Ben Banigou. You don't really know anything about him right now. Could that potentially be another position they just look to add some depth to? Obviously, you got you know your two starters moving forward, but could they potentially be looking to add a little bit more depth to that position as well? Oh yeah, I mean you know the you know the Colts. I mean Ballard always says you win in the trenches. You know you bu- got to build those trenches. So it, it would not surprise me in the slightest to see him even stretch early for a. Uh, for another guy. I mean, again, it's always best player available for Ballard. 
Uh, and if that's if that's an edge guy, then I don't doubt that he would take him. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to do that, but but folks, do not be surprised do if not he's be doing surprised. that. No, I mean the dude. The dude. Heck, he took a running back when everybody thought Marlon Mack was the next, you know, Colts running back for the next five to ten years. He took a running back in round two. So do not underestimate Chris Ballard. He will take a position if he feels like it'll help this team moving forward, including pass rush, even though he's already addressed it earlier in free agency. Because Derek, the Colts have actually were rumored to be in on potentially another couple guys in free agency. Melvin Ingram was one name the Colts were potentially interested in, even after the Yannick Ngakwe uh, trade. So I could really see that being a scenario where they're like, we just want to add a little bit more competition. We're going to get a guy maybe a little bit later on in the draft that has some of those blue chip talents, but you know, isn't necessarily going to be relied on right away from day one to go out there and produce. But we just like his traits. You know, They like to do that a lot. They can find those guys who have those really incredible traits, right? whether it's the length, whether it's the speed, whether it's the combination of a couple things. They love to do that. So do not be surprised at all. But guys, that's going to do it for our look at some of the positions for free agency the Colts could potentially bring back. Also some other ones. We talked about the draft a little bit, talked about some other free agents as well. Let us know your thoughts on some of these guys that the Colts could potentially be bringing back or be bringing in to this building. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support you guys give us. By the way, guys, thank you for 11,000 subscribers. We truly appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. And Derek, it's wild to me, man. Like, I've just been thinking, like, you remember when it was crazy for us to reach 1K? Like, how wild it was. We're just like, oh my goodness, what are you going to get? Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Around this time, a little bit earlier, this, like, Two years ago, a little bit earlier in the year, uh, we were just like, oh my goodness, you mean we actually get paid for doing this? Like we get to earn something from this? And here we are, man, two years later. And, you know, we, Colts Nation has been good to us. We'll just say that. Yep, absolutely, man. Truly blessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys. Also, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit subscribe because we want to hit 12K next. That's the next goal. So, uh, and also smash the like button, guys. If you enjoy the content, we're going to be coming out with more content. As the draft approaches, gets closer. If you haven't, be sure to check out my mock draft that just came out yesterday. We're going to be posting this the day after my mock draft came out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, guys, take care and go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.